Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Welcome to e-commerce conversations, a podcast by Practical E-commerce. What's going on, Internet? Eric Van Holtz back again with another e-commerce conversations. Hope all's going well on the other side of the internet. On the other side of the table from me, it's Kyle. Welcome, Kyle. Kyle with I'm going to butcher it. It's Boriston. Boriston. That was very good. Boriston Media. Yeah. Which is your last name? That's my last name. And I'm terrible with words. So I appreciate your patience with me uh, butchering your name. Hey, you got it on the first try. Oh, well, we did a couple practice <laughs> practice takes before we hit record. Uh, we're longtime friends, man. We go back. Kyle's in the, the content creation space. And how are things going? They're going well. We started with one website and we've kind of taken that model and expanded into other websites, just different niches. It's been fun. Yeah. So you create, I mean, it's been like three years since we've last hung out. Uh-huh. Four years, maybe something like that. Sounds right. And I've seen your content come up when I've been Googling stuff. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I know that guy. <laughs> I like, I hope he remembers me when he's like looking from the top of the mountain and you know, he's a big shot, but yeah. So, I mean, you've got multiple brands. You started with Man Intelligence, right? Uh-huh. Yes. And then what have you grown from there? Well, we started with Man Intelligence Men and then we went to, I don't remember the order, but anyway, Gal Intelligence. Mm-hmm. So you'll find that I'm not creative. Boriston Media. I was like, what do I name a media company? Okay, yeah, I'll use my last name. All the, most of the websites have the intelligence. So Mantelligence, Galtelligence, same concept just for women. The Unbox is kind of like product reviews and subscription oh, cool. boxes and that type of thing. Gamer Intelligence. Hmm. See that creativity? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's brand building, baby. I need to be a better marketer. It's for like gaming and yeah. jokes and kind of that type of thing. The Golden, which is like a home site. That one's starting to pick up, which I'm really excited about. And then we have two Spanish sites. So Manteligencia, which I'm sure I'm pronouncing perfectly, and Feminteligencia, ah. which I know I didn't pronounce correctly. Well, look at you, man. So yeah. what is that, like six properties? That sounds right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then you do YouTube content for we that too. as well? For Manteligence, Galtelligence, and then we reproduce that content in Spanish, just Manteligencia, the men's version. And we're working on the, the women's version. So what I want to talk about, and it's something that comes up frequently in the show, because I think it's really important to e-commerce, is content creation and understanding how to create content that resonates with your intended audience. So clearly, this is something that you've been able to crack the nut on over the years, or else you wouldn't be in business. Yeah. (laughs) Walk me through like what your operations look like in terms of content creation, how you generate ideas, who's doing it, who's doing the work, and how your team's built. So I'm trying to think of order. We are e-commerce adjacent kind of, I think we are strictly content. We make money through ad revenue predominantly and a little bit through affiliate. We used to do sponsored. We don't as much anymore. So for us, we start with a keyword and, or a topic or however you want to call it nowadays. It used to be keywords and now everybody tries to lead towards topics. Anyway, we find something that's being searched. I don't want to try to create. I'm not a good enough marketer to create searches and volume and awareness of something. So I find something that already has that 
volume, we use data sources. Like RFs or yeah, AHRFs. Moz, yeah. whatever, however you say it. Even Google has like a basic version or Surfer SEO has a kind of basic version. We find a keyword that has volume. So you just have an idea and you're like, you know, I'm, I'm on man intelligence. What do men want? Like how to pick up girls or exactly. like how to drive fast. Right. We haven't done that one, but there's an idea. For there you me. go. <laughs> or beard products, yeah. or beard uh, styling. Right. So you'll have this concept, you'll take it to Ahrefs and then just type in beard and kind of see what are the keywords that come up. Yes. And then we try to find like, you know, some grouping in it, you know, not just do a one-off in something because I don't think that's good for user experience or any readers or your subscriber list. So you'll do like a group of content produced around this topic? Yeah. And generally still to be correlated to your, obviously your main website. Right. And then we write it and dress it up. So I'm going to dig in a little more. Like how many pieces of content is going to be around this topic? What is the expectation for that? It depends. We try to focus on bigger keywords because like I said, we do most of our monetization is through ads. So for example, if a keyword is searched less than 500 times a month, we'd consider writing it. We might not because it's a volume right. game. So sorry, your question was how many pieces? It depends. Some topics or some kind of groups of keywords only have one or two, three, four, five keywords. Some have 40, 50. It, okay. It depends. And we don't always go all the way through. It kind of depends also how well the keyword does with our audience on our website. And if it does well, we might continue. Yeah. Sorry. It's not a direct answer. Yeah. But So are we thinking like two to 10 pieces of content? Yeah. Be a good place. Okay. Especially to start. Yeah. Just depending on the topic and, and the keywords that you can hit within yeah. that topic. Yeah. Okay. And each of these pieces, are they generally like a thousand words, 2000 words, or is, again, the same thing? It depends on the topic. And Well, yes and no. It definitely depends on the topic. And it's funny. I don't know why when you started saying word count, I, I'm laughing here because I remember we wrote a piece of content that was 10,000, maybe it was 11,000 oh, words. Wow. It didn't do well. <laughs> So that was, that work. Yeah, that was early days. I learned a lesson with that. But uh, we try to shoot for like 1,500, 2,000. Uh, some being shorter. If it's like a product review, for example, it'll be shorter. Or, yeah, that, those are the shorter ones. Okay. Mostly 1,500 to answer the question concisely. So before I rudely interrupted you, you were talking about then you <laughs> hand it over to your writers. Yes. So continue on about that. We hand it to a writer. We try to find somebody who has a general understanding of the topic or has expressed interest in it. So they'll be willing to research it well. So these are like freelance writers you just find on Upwork or? Mostly Craigslist, actually. Craigs oh, really? I didn't have good experience with Upwork. When you do Craigslist, are you able to search like globally or nationally or? Ironically, I post in Austin and I have for years. I always found good success in finding people there. Huh. But I say it's ironic because I, I didn't always live in Austin. Yeah, sorry. I realized that context is needed. But nowadays when I post in Austin, I would say 50% of the applicants are global somewhere else or outside of Austin. So they're looking in the Austin job board. Yeah. I don't know if there's some tool that aggregates job postings and I don't know, but yes, they do find me somehow. <laughs> yeah. Are you specific for the blog article or is it just like, I'm looking for writers, 25 cents a word kind of deal? We try to find people who kind of match our voice the voice that we use in our writing and our style and everything. So no, I send the same prompt every single time. So I read the same review of a product. So I'm able okay. to kind of compare it. If they're able to sell the product well, if they match our kind of writing style, if they've gone to the website and they've looked at our other product reviews and they try to emulate that, then we go from there and we kind of have a conversation about what their interests are and what they would want to write about, that type of thing. Okay. And then you've essentially built up, I assume, a pretty good database of freelance writers that you can tap at any given minute. It ebbs and flows, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be the hard thing, man. Just like managing talent and 
keeping that brand consistent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it is. Especially How good are they at hitting deadlines? Usually pretty good. Okay. We kind of weed out the ones who aren't. Yeah. What's the going rate for a freelance writer? Is it like 25 cents a word or higher, lower? Depends on how long it is. Depends on what it is, what the focus is. Yeah. It just depends. Give me a number, Kyle. Don't leave me hanging here. I don't know. We pay anywhere from three cents a word to 10. Okay. Yeah. So I was paying way too much. I was going to say, that's why I didn't want to give my number because yours are so much higher. Well, I mean, I think it helps people to know what is realistic and what's not realistic. I do find though that I'm answering a question you're not asking, but I have found that the more I pay, it doesn't always equal a better writer. Okay. So if we post the lower rate on the ad, I find it's usually very junior people just having graduated college or somebody who has a full-time job. They're all independent contractors. So they could have a full-time job and they could be writing for us on the side and they're just trying to get into it. So I find that we do have kind of a bit more churn because I think we have a lot of people who are getting their feet wet and yeah. kind of their starting point. They can't do it full-time, making three cents. They can't, yeah. Right. But they're building that experience and expertise. And right. Getting their name out there. Right. So there's a little bit of benefit for them. So then you manage these freelancers, you give them the topic, you have them write it, they deliver on the deadline, and then you post. How are you getting like, are you adding like photography assets to that as well? Or Yeah. We use stock photos is okay. the short answer. We use a bunch of different sources. Yeah. Yeah, I find it dresses it up well. And then we've started to add our own, like we'll create an infographic or something like that. We've started adding quizzes. We try to dress it up in any way to make it nicer. Yeah. Add a table of contents or. But all those things that you're adding to it. So stock photography is, is pretty simple. You go to, you know, like getty.com or iStockphoto or, or whatever the source is online. Yeah. In terms of like infographics, same thing for writers. You're finding designers who will work on a freelance basis exactly. to create something for you. Exactly. And then you guys have also been doing a lot of video too. Is that the same thing? You post freelance video yeah. work? In Austin. Yeah. No way, really. Uh-huh. All on Craigslist, huh? Yeah, predominantly, yeah. So how big is like your full-time team? We don't have one. It's just you. Yeah. It's just independent contractors. It's kind of that like decentralized or I don't know the right word for it. Yeah. Everybody's remote nowadays too, so it works out. Yeah. So one thing that we kind of talked about right before we hit record was, you know, SEO, right? Search engine optimization. Everyone wants to crack that nut. I assume most of the traffic that you're getting to your properties are through organic search mm -hmm. methods. But SEO is dead, right? I mean, it's yes and no, right? You call it what? What do you call it? Chaos. Yeah, SEO chaos. Yeah. Talk uh, about it. Like, you clearly have opinion. I do. I, and I, it's like... It's, to be honest, it's not like formulated. It's kind of like a bunch of jumbled thoughts. So I started, I don't even know, I should know this, probably six years ago. And back then there was that kind of traditional SEO to where you do the same kind of thing. You, you search for a keyword and then you write an article and you can go do some things like link building or I don't know, post on social media. But either way, it would eventually surface and you rinse and repeat. Now... Google's releasing an algorithm update quarterly or more. So that's why I say it's chaos. Like one quarter I'm doing great and the next I'm eating top ramen. Yeah. Are you just seeing that kind of volatility then? Definitely. I mean, how do you even like live in that world? Well, luckily we started long enough ago. So we have a bit of a foundation. I think for somebody starting now, it would be a lot harder because, you know, you're doing well for, let's say you've, well, and as a quick aside, I think nowadays to kind of get into this game, it's not like the two, three, four months or six months or a year or whatever. Now it's like two or three years of consistently publishing or just publishing a lot of content 
quickly. But to answer your question, we've done it for long enough that I think we have some kind of authority in topics and authority generally. And so we lose in one hand in maybe one side of the site, but another side of the site stays well or gains. So there's always something. It is stressful though to answer concisely again. Yeah. So let's segue because this is e-commerce conversations. Okay. You guys do content creations, your bread and butter, and then, you know, paid sponsorships, affiliate marketing. Kyle, let's sell a product, man. Yes. What kind of product would you sell on your properties? Man, that's the million dollar question. I don't know. I mean, the easy one is like a digital book, right? Yeah. I mean, that's like the low hanging fruit because right. you know how to create that type of product, I would assume. I should. Well, I mean, it's the same thing, right? You find a subject, you find writers, you write it, and then yeah. you just put a buy button on it, right? Right. A little uh, opt-in. Do you do newsletter subscriptions and stuff like that too, or is it just all blogs right now? I've been so bad at that. We did blogs forever, and then I got into a YouTube rabbit hole, which is even more chaos. Yeah. But I, I did that for like two years and kind of lost focus on that. So I need to email my next big jaunt. Okay. So here's what we're doing, All right, Kyle. We're building our email newsletter. Okay. Right? It's like rule number one, because you own that. Yeah. Right? You're eliminating a bunch of your chaos that's going on. I, I agree. And then, you know, you're producing content that that audience is receptive to, they're excited about around a certain brand. And then once they have trust in you and what you guys stand for in your mission, then you have a product that will bring value to their lives. I think you know a thing or two about brand building, don't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you do too. <laughs> like, I mean, clearly by what you've done so far and I mean, your stuff is beautiful. Thank you. And well thought out and clear and, you know, you have your standards and, and that's partly what a Brand building is, is like standards. You just, you don't sleep with everyone. You're... <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice analogy. Yeah, I, I don't know <laughs> if I should have made it or not. <laughs> so anyways, like, you know, I want to help you like build commerce into your content strategy, you know, and, and like you can keep your sponsorship, you can keep your affiliates, and then you have this third bucket that's going to bring a little more foundational stability to you. I would love that. Well, let's come up with it, man. See, the problem is, is I don't have the idea. I need the idea to <laughs> well, make the Well, product. so what is your top property right now? My intelligence. is still your top yeah. property. And same with the YouTube channels, by far the biggest. Yeah. And what are your top content pieces that people tend to gravitate towards? It varies, but it's become more and more centered around dating. Okay. So we originally created a, uh, back to YouTube, a YouTube channel, just my intelligence, and we kind of tried to do all different topics. And then I found the more I did on dating the better it did. So we rebranded it as Mantelligence Dating. So we have that kind of topic on our website and then we have a YouTube channel specific to dating and then we republish that content on Facebook and that's just recently picked up. So we kind of have those three all centered around dating. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of options you can do with that. It's just like, you know, coming up with date ideas, date night ideas. You could build like, I assume most of your dating stuff is like single people, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, married people. We oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, that makes like, like, because when I think about me and my situation, like dating's hard for me because, but we've got two kids and uh. like get in a babysitter, you know, so like, how can you ease that? How can you bring either like bring date night ideas in at home where you, you can have dates at home in a right. special way? Right. And like, that's an easy cost benefit analysis. It's like, if I could have a date night at home, in a way that makes it really special where the kids are, you know, I know they're safe and they're sleeping. And then my wife and I are doing something. Normally I pay 50 bucks or a hundred bucks for a date night. When you factor in like the babysitter and all that, paying a service to come up with date night ideas is a cost benefit analysis. Super easy. Yeah. 
So there's something like that. You could do a service, like a monthly service, 25 bucks a month or something. Here's the ideas for you and your partner. I love that. I saw a uh, subscription box. Yeah. So they did something like that to where they would send you a box and it was meant to be like a date in a box. Yeah. I thought that was cool. You could even do it cheap and do all affiliate links too. Yeah. Especially uh, to start. Yeah. Yeah. But I think like, you know, you always want customers that pay money. I feel like you just get better customers that way. Less support, less drama. Yeah. I guess you would have to do support on free customers too. Sorry. This is out of my scope. I like that. Yeah. No, I, uh, I realize as we're talking about this, certainly more of our audience is single. Yeah. So clearly like you'd have to create content around the married person and the kids to start generating that audience right, to right. put them in the funnel, to put them on a newsletter. Right. But then there's like, you know, I, I only say this because it's easy for me because I'm, I haven't been single in, you know, 17 years or whatever. So like the single <laughs> life is wow. a little challenging for me, but you know, there's so many like pickup artists and stuff like that. It's such a, like a borderline sketchy industry too. Like, yeah. so how do you keep the high? I mean, me personally, I prefer the high road. I do too. I think that's in one of our taglines. It's like no Pua pickup artist. Okay. I remember I got an email one time. They were like, you're one of the top pickup artists coaches in the world and i was like i I don't think you have the right i think that must have been on a mass mailer and you accidentally added my email because i don't know anything about that yeah i mean like if it's be authentic and develop real relationships and be yourself and dress well and like if that helps you pick up things well it's like you're just being a better person yeah those are more tips that (laughs) yeah it's just basic here's how you're going to pick up a bunch of people you're going to be amazing (laughs) you're going to step one yeah step one be amazing step two take a shower yeah Shower is always one. <laughs> Shouldn't be a step, but it seems to be. Yeah, it's sad. You got to say those things. I think so. There's probably like informational subscriptions you can do, or, you know, obviously books or courses or coaching that are options as well. But I would recommend that you try to do something that's more scalable. I agree. Yeah. The content creation game is uh, chaos. Yeah. It's fun, but uh, yeah, I like stability and, like you say, having an, a newsletter and a consistent paying base or even a consistently recurring revenue product that would be amazing. Is there any physical goods that you could produce that would help people who are dating? I think, like, maybe beard products. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, <laughs> like, grooming products, but I was thinking, like, journaling or something like that. You know, it, it's not the exact same thing. I always thought of, like, some sort of program to help people do better on dating apps or optimizing their profile but then it's not answering your question i'm sure there is i just haven't thought of it yeah well i mean we're just trying to brainstorm right here i need to finish this coffee before i can brainstorm. (laughs) give me a sec (laughs) you know i think that's really the challenge that most creators have is like your skill set is in creation and and less so in, in monetization and i did a podcast with adam ryan just recently about this very subject there's two kind of creators those who you know just want to create content and those who like see the opportunity in building an audience mm-hmm. and, and having influence and i don't think one is right or wrong but it's just kind of understanding where you fall in that spectrum and i see you more as the business person clearly by connecting with these writers and separating yourself from the brand you know i think like your brand you didn't even like put your bio on there for the first bit of it right was just completely anonymous my personal bio yeah no yeah no i don't want to walk down the street and uh, have somebody <laughs> say hi to me well i do but you know not uh in that way yeah yeah so i think it's you know clearly you you see it from a business structure and i think it's the next step for the business is like how do you build that third pillar if you want to 
that's a good way to put it. And it's almost a, like a disservice, but we have the base. We have that recurring traffic. We have that organic traffic. It's dumb not to monetize it further or try to at least. Yeah. And I don't even like using the word monetize. I think it's like, just how can you bring more value to your audience? You know, that's what I think about. Like, what is your, your mission for your content? Right. Do you have one? Not in a concise manner, but basically we just try to make the best content for whatever the topic is. Whenever anybody hits our content, we want that to be it for them. We want to answer all their questions and all the questions they didn't know that they had. We try to make it fun. doesn't answer your question. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, I, I think like you're a hundred percent owner of your business. Yes. Yeah. So you have the blessing and curse that comes with it. The blessing is that, you know, like you don't have to convey any of the brand, the mission or anything like that to anybody else. It's like all internal, right? You don't have to educate a team with it, but it also, you know, because you don't have to do that, you never do it. Right. Right. So like beard brand, our mission is to make men awesome. Like that's why beard brand exists. Like I think you have opportunity in your mission to be bigger than what it is. So like your mission is to make great content that serves everybody. Well, that's pretty broad. I think you can be a little linked down and, and maybe each content website right, yeah. gets a little more focus. They do. So it's like man intelligence is to help make men better, more intelligent. Men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like to make men more intelligent. Like, I guess I do have a mission statement. Yeah. And it could just be as simple as that. It's like, well, we're intelligence. We make men more intelligent. Right. So it's like, what can you do to help make men more intelligent? And then once you understand that, like, that's my mission. What do I do to make men more intelligent? Well, here's content is Obviously, this makes sense. I have all this content for you mm -hmm. because I'm making you more intelligent. And then it's like, what are other ways? You know, like, what are the resources? What are other ways to like experiences that you could provide or tools? Like, you know, again, I, I go back to journaling books just because I'm, I'm not a very smart guy. I don't have a lot of ideas, but, <laughs> but I, I feel like that's, you know, something for them to, or, or quick guides or something like that that kind of help them along the way. Yeah, I like that. I think there's a lot of opportunity. I always wanted to do something specific to dating apps because I think in today's day and age, that's, I met my wife without a dating app, but we met through friends who met through a dating app. Anyway, I say that to say that I think it's such a great way to meet someone. Yeah. So I would love to build some sort of product on helping people do better on those, basically. Yeah. Now what that product is, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think it's the easy ones, like a, just like an online book or even a printed book. Yeah. Like a concise guide. Because a lot of times those books are just like a condensed version of all the content. Yeah. So, I mean, you have like, you have one chapter that's like, hey, you put yourself around places that single people are at. Right. Right. It's like rule number one. Yeah. And then you also do it in a way that they have similar interests to you. Agreed. And then, I mean, I would imagine that's like 90% of it. And then the other 10% is like, here's how to be a better man. Right. Right. You know, you take a shower. <laughs> you put beard brand products there you go in your beard and hair that was nice yeah and then you know here's some style guides uh -huh. you know something like that so it's a really good guide for them and i think that's like an easy win for you yeah i gotta do it yeah and then i just gotta do it you just build your newsletter you get them prepared for it and you sell them the book and then like it could be like a little you know notebook size thing they put in their back pocket or a quick reference guide doesn't have to be like a 200 page book or something like that. It probably wouldn't help anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, nobody's going to read it. <laughs> but I mean, like, I think that'd be fun for you. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I totally hijacked this podcast. No, 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 I love it. I've honestly always wanted to have some sort of product. I always admired entrepreneurs who were able to do that and bring that value to people and help people in that way. I just, you just got to come up with a cool name. 
Mantelligence? Well, I mean, Mantelligence <laughs> is a cool name, but I mean, like, Tim Ferriss has, like, the four-hour work week. That's, yeah. James Clear has Atomic Habits, which is... I haven't heard that. That's nice. Pretty brilliant, just, like, micro-habits. So it's, like, what is, like, the way you can phrase the book kind of like a unique angle for, like, meeting people organic? See, if we go back, you remember I'm not creative, so my creative idea would be date intelligence. Okay. I don't know. I mean, like, like if people are familiar with man intelligence and they come through the funnel, then that makes sense. You right, know, right. we'll probably convert. But if you're going like cold traffic, you're paying for ads on Facebook to drive someone to buy the book. You don't like date intelligence? Well, I don't know. I'm not the target audience. You'd have to do like testing, right? right so you right. do testing to see what works and what doesn't work. Right. I like it. I got to do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet, man. Where can people learn more about you? Where can they, you know, contact you? So the site we've been talking most about manintelligence.com go to the contact form or you can send to kyle k-y-l-e at manintelligence.com or you can go to boristonmedia.com i shouldn't have done that one nobody's gonna be able to spell that (laughs) go look at the show notes i think there'll there'll probably be a link there that's helpful thank you sweet man well i enjoy our time together and talking with you always gives my creative juices flowing so i appreciate you being uh, very receptive to all my random ideas i love it man you're the idea guy yeah, yeah. I'm not the execution guy. You know, I just come up with ideas. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So I hope you guys picked up a, a nugget or two on the other end of the internet. This has been another e-commerce conversations. Cheers. Keep on growing.